one of the absolute easiest ways to give podcasting a shot on this episode of Podcastification. My name is Kerry Green, and I am the Client Happiness Guy at PodcastFastTrack.com, and this is Podcastification. This show is all about podcasting, how to do it, how not to do it, best practices, interesting news items that have to do with the realm of podcasting, and who knows what else. And I'm trying to do it all with a little bit of fun and some information to help you get a show going, keep yours going, or make it better. And if you like what's going on here on the show, I would appreciate it, oh, so appreciate it, if you could leave a rating or review on iTunes. You can find out how to do that at podcastfasttrack.com slash review. That's enough of that kind of stuff. Let's get you podcastificated right away. Hey, so I am talking with Chris of Shout Engine. How are you doing today, Chris? I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing yourself? I'm doing all right. Hey, um, Shout Engine. Now, tell me a little bit about what exactly Shout Engine is and why we should care. Uh, well, Shout Engine is a podcast hosting platform that I uh, started building right about four years ago, maybe a little less than that, to identify some uh, some needs I saw in the market that weren't really being fit. You know, my background is in is in software engineering, and specifically, one of my degrees is in network engineering. When I when I set up my first podcast, uh, I was hosting all the data myself, and I started looking and seeing that there were some discrepancies as far as the amount of traffic coming in versus the amount of data going out. And I started finding out that the way that some of these podcast clients were downloading data didn't really work with the methodologies that that were very standard in serving up content online, typically just regular web content. So from there, just to suit my own needs for, for my shows, uh, I started building out Shout Engine uh, with a focus on solving those problems of correlating the actual number of listeners versus downloads. So really just refining the analytics. And then once I kind of figured that out, it was boiling the experience down to make it very, very easy for people that weren't necessarily familiar with all the ins and outs of, of hosting files to get their podcasts online. Okay. Well, that sounds great. Explain to us what it means practically in terms of, you know, like anybody can go onto their, their media hosts like Libsyn or Blueberry or wherever and see the numbers that they provide. How are the numbers that Shout Engine provides different from what we would see on one of those platforms? Say your average iPhone is going to go and you're just going to use the default podcast app, right? And you go to listen to whatever given podcast you listen to on a regular basis. If you don't outright hit that download button, what happens is that every single time you go to pause and stop, stop or you get to a certain point, it kind of fakes buffering like it would with a video player. So what that means is that you being a single listener might show up in the download logs 5, 10, 20 times. And I found at the time I launched Shout Engine that nobody was really accommodating those differences. So what I did is I actually built a reconciliation engine is what I call it that looks at all those different downloads and we go, okay, well, this guy just downloaded these several chunks of it. So we can actually say this is a download versus, you know, versus we calling that five different people. We go, okay, that's one guy. Or the other thing that, that comes along is sometimes you'll get these RSS clients that will just go and 
look at the file and see if it's there and hit the server, but don't actually download anything, which also then shows a, a, as a download against your podcast, which isn't real traffic. So really, the point of this was is to give you a better idea of what your audience size really is. I can't speak to any changes that Libsyn or, or, or Blueberry have made up to this point, but I know for a fact that the last time we benchmarked them, uh, Shout Engine against those hosts being uh, somewhat conservative, uh, we were a bit more accurate in terms of the download analytics. Of course, that's a, with a healthy, you know, healthy uh, serving of uh, bias on my Tell me what else is different about Shout Engine. One of the things we make it do that is we make it very, very simple for you to go in and manage a network of shows. So with one account, you log in, you create an account. All you need is social media credentials and, and you pop it right in. And you can create a show and be up and running in just a couple of minutes. And the nice thing is, is, as you get more successful and you decide maybe you want to start some other projects, it's very easy to add additional shows onto that account and then divvy out management to them. Much in the same way that you might manage a YouTube channel, we handle management within Shout Engine. And there's been a focus on ease of use and kind of friendliness that walks people through adding cover art and adding episode descriptions. And we write all the ID3 tags um, and we will create the, the iTunes compliant RSS feed. We've actually got a wizard that'll aid you in getting on the iTunes index, obviously, we can't directly put you on the index because of the way Apple handles things, but we hold your hand as much as possible in that process. So it's really just about you know accuracy and ease of use. Now, when I was looking at Shout Engine a couple of days ago, it looks to me as if you guys actually provide also a web page for the podcast and a place that that people can go so that a podcaster potentially wouldn't even need their own website. Is it, am I seeing that correctly? Yeah, yeah, you are seeing that correctly. You know, sometimes I've been at this so long. Sometimes I, I, you know, these things that are kind of a given for me, I, I forget that these aren't common to some other players out there. We do that, and we provide basically when you upload an episode, you know, you fill out the description, you give it a title, uh, and you optionally give it an episode number and all that usual stuff. But you can tag it, uh, and then we've got a fairly powerful CMS that all of that data will flow through and generate a page for you that gives you an outline of all of your different episodes and commenting and all that fun stuff. But our tagging engine and our search engine optimization are very, very tight to make it easy for people to find your shows. There have been circumstances where sometimes celebrities will be on shows and the Shout Engine SEO will actually beat out their own website in certain circumstances. For, for example, I had a friend, uh, Garnet Lee, who's pretty well known in the gaming community. He's a you know very popular reviewer for many, many years. And his, if you searched for Garnet podcast for a while, he would outrank Kevin Garnett from the Celtics. Um, wow. So yeah, it, it, once again, it's kind of just leveraging, leveraging the experience we've had over the years with doing various different web projects and kind of bringing it all into the one facet in Shout Engine. There's a lot of concern among podcasters about what they would say, call owning their own feed. Yep. And I know that you know there are sites out there that none of us who have been doing podcasting for a while would ever recommend, like Blog Talk and things like that, yeah. where you don't actually own your feed. They kind of hold your feed captive. And, and if you want to transfer to a different host, that's next to impossible to do. How is Shout Engine set up in that regard? Does the podcaster actually own their own feed? Yes, 100%. In the Shout Engine terms of service, we make it very explicit that 
this content is yours and we will not hold you captive. I, I've got some ties into some fairly large YouTube channels and I've seen what holding an audience captive looks like because I've been party to it myself. And it didn't seem right to try and to try and do that to other people. So if anybody ever really wants to leave, say they say, you know, they've grown large enough to where they're running their own servers or, you know, they just may be happy somewhere else. And, you know, that happens. Um, we're more than happy to go and set up the redirects to get them to where they need to be. We've done it before, not a lot, but we do have the facilities in place. All it takes is an email and we'll uh, move you over. So in that regard, you're doing exactly what a service like Libsyn or Blueberry would do if, if you decided to move your podcast elsewhere. You just redirect and, and give them the ability to change their feed. So I, I really like that. Let's talk a little more about the interface and about the way that things are set up because a lot of podcasters will generate their feed from their website using a plugin like Blueberry PowerPress or something of that nature. And they feel like they own their feed a little more securely that way because it's coming from their website. So if someone uses Shout Engine and they have their actual website on Shout Engine, what happens in terms of domain names and what happens in terms of them being able to customize the, the page and everything to look like they want their site to look? Well, as it is right now, I mean, we don't even, we don't have uh, official support for doing subdomains or, or other domains attached to those pages. And that is largely to keep the SEO strength in place. Um, because as soon as you start attaching them to other domains, it can kind of dilute that. And just because we've got so much podcast content coming in, that's the way we decided to go with it. Not to say that we couldn't entertain doing something like that in the future. But really, it's kind of a, we add the page as kind of a value add as an adjunct to the other features on there. So at that rate of if somebody wants to leave, we can work something out where we could redirect the page. But as it is right now, we provide the RSS feed and it's kind of do with it what you will. Now, as far as customization on the page goes, we basically just provide relatively simple branding. Once again, we're you know kind of targeting the ease of use factor on this. There's certainly been in talks internally about getting a little fancier with this stuff. If you're to the point where you want to start doing CSS adjustments and, and major page layout stuff, it might be time for you to start looking at something like a WordPress install or something, because um, being a CMS is not our core competency. We've got a very basic one in place that's functional, but I think anybody that wants to do something really substantial is best using another platform like that. Okay, so there you don't have any kind of an integration for Shout Engine into a WordPress site or anything like that? Uh, not an official. I mean, we have our we have our embedded player, and of course, you can always just pick up the RSS feed and and uh, you know inject it into a WordPress site and show the episode list or, or what have you. But no, I mean beyond that, we have no specific WordPress plugins or anything. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that answers my question. I was thinking of an embed or or using the the feed on your site. So both of those would would do for what I was thinking. So so that's great. Now, tell me a little bit about Shout Engine's pricing structure and bandwidth and, and storage issues and all those things that typically come with a media host setup. I'm, I'm just going to say right out, off the bat, the whole storage thing to me never made any sense why other people were charging for storage. Because in this world of doing site hosting, storage is by far the cheapest thing you're going to deal with. So I looked at it and just said, why am I going to bother charging people for storage? I think that the other guys probably charge for storage in kind of a way to compensate for the fact that people don't always necessarily understand bandwidth usage. 
everybody understands, okay, well, I need a, you know, I need 200 gigs of drive space or something like that. But it's the idea of fluctuating bandwidth amounts and things like that. I, I have proven somewhat difficult to explain to a certain subset of the users. So we basically just say, look, you get as much storage as you want. And then we've got our free plan and we've got a premium plan, you know, on our free plan and we're in the middle of actually revamping all the pricing structures right now, just because we've made some new deals on our end where we're getting our bandwidth cheaper. So right now we've got the, we've got the free account that gives you, you know, several gigs free. And after that, you know, you, if you hit a, if you hit a bandwidth limit, you get an email going, Hey, you're bumping up against the limit. We're not going to shut you off. But if you keep bumping up against the limit, we recommend you move up a tier in the accounts. And right now I'm going to say, uh, I may as well just, bring it out right now. We're actually looking at bringing pricing down to two cents per gig. And we're going to have our free account that is going to give you all the basic features of Shout Engine. And this will be going in about oh three weeks or so. You'll have the basic account that gives you all the basic features of Shout Engine. The only thing you won't get out of it is you'll get 20 gigs of bandwidth free to start with, which I find for most people is more than enough. And then we're going to have the pro account after that. It's just you get a terabyte of bandwidth for $20 a month. You get all the, all the uh, storage you could need. And then it's two cents per gig after that, which I find the vast majority of our podcasters don't come anywhere near using a terabyte of bandwidth a month. Yeah, that makes sense to me because uh, when you're talking about bandwidth, just for people who aren't familiar with the term, you're talking about the number of downloads and, and that sort of thing that you're actually using, correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, so you would have to have an immensely popular show that gets... Uh, thousands or even hundreds of thousands of downloads per month to go over a terabyte of bandwidth. Uh, if you're doing a weekly show, you can do about probably around 80,000 listeners per month and still squeak under a terabyte. And that's a huge show for, for anybody who's probably listening to my podcast. So that's, that's <laughs> good to know. Now, and that is a monthly quota that you're talking about when you mentioned the terabytes, correct? That is correct. And could you give me the the stats once again on that free account? What what are the the bandwidth limits on that? Uh, so the free one is moving to mind you. This is all happening next couple of weeks. So if anybody signs up now, you're going to get these newer ones as soon as we cut over to them. Uh, the yeah, free account, we're, we're at the end of January 2016. Just so people have a date to to compare there. Yeah, so we're looking ahead, we're looking probably mid to the end of February to roll out these changes. There's just some infrastructure stuff we have to do first, but it's going to be the free accounts 20 gigs. And you get basically all of the basic analytics features. The only stuff you don't get are the advanced analytics of like being able to look over two years of history and all that kind of stuff. So it's a very functional thing to, to see if you even like doing podcasting. And that's that was kind of my thing going into it is, you know, a lot of people do this as an experiment to see if they even like doing it. It, w- it would have stopped me to have to, to have to spend money on it and commit to something month to month if I was just trying it out. So I just wanted to I wanted to put the free option out there. Yeah, I think that's a great thing for people who are wanting to kind of experiment and they've heard all about podcasting, but aren't sure if it's really for them. Hey, this free account sounds like a great option to try it out and to, you know, kind of get your toes in the water and see how it works. Chris, let me ask you this. On the Shout Engine platform, is there, and I'm, I, I know the answer to this, but I'm just asking yep. for the sake of people who are listening. Does Shout Engine have any built-in recording functionality or editing functionality or anything like that? Or is it a thing where you upload your finished product? Right now, uh, you upload your finished product. I'm not going to lie. We've had uh, we've had some experiments internally with building some recording software. And the 
avenue that it looks like we're going to go down as soon as we have the luxury of, of time to be able to address this is really kind of more of a mobile-centric recording thing, just because I find that the idea of setting up mics and setting up you know various recording software is daunting to a lot of end users. So the ideal solution as far as my perspective goes is basically just have a simple iPhone and Android app that you can fire up and 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 everybody just uses the mics and headphones that they already use every day. So that's where we're going. To be honest, I've done a lot of mobile recording just using the iPhone mic, and it's easily as good as like the Tascam solutions for, for setting up in a room. I would agree with you on that too. And, and for people who are a little more serious, you know, like for instance, I have a, a lapel mic that I can plug into my smartphone or my tablet and use it if I would like. So for people that are a little more serious, the mobile device doesn't necessarily mean lesser quality. You can still get that quality that you're wanting. So I, I like the mobile idea because more and more people, I think, are going to be podcasting on the go. And there are, there are lots of reasons to do that. The way that we can handle it on that front is there's a term that comes over from radio called a double ender, to where recording is actually done at each end of the call, if you will. Uh, and then those recordings are brought together so that there's a nice high quality version. Because of course, when you're dealing with audio streams over the internet or God forbid, you're dealing with an, you know, an actual call over Mobile's lines, the audio quality can get you know, degraded quite a bit. So the idea would be is to basically record locally and then when a podcast is done, all of the files go back up to Shout Engine directly and then you can combine everything and put it together. That is exactly what we're doing right now. Yeah. Actually, Chris, I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but I'm using... Zencaster, which is uh, in beta right now to record this conversation. And it's recording Chris on his side and me on my side, and it will sync them in the cloud, just like he talked about. And when we're done here, I'll have the opportunity to download the separate files. So that kind of technology is not only a pipe dream, it's existing. This has been a long time coming for this sort of thing. Yeah, because definitely has. As and it so is, I build- mean, people have been using Skype and it's just... Skype can be good, but it also has its limitations and that it's only a single track recording too. So to be able to adjust each individual level, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, it's definitely about time for all this to be taking place. So I, I really love, I mean, Zencaster is just one of the many options that are out there now. And they're all, besides a few, still in beta and still working out the kinks. But it's just a matter of time here, you know, at the beginning of 2016 before these platforms are more than usable for anyone who wants to use them. And if you built that into Shout Engine, I can see that being a great, a great benefit for your platform. I've wanted to do it, honestly, for about two years, but um, it's just a matter of, you know, we're a very small team and most of us are doing more than just Shout Engine stuff to, to make ends meet, you know, day to day. You know, take this very seriously. And I basically put aside a job you know, a few years ago to do this. But once again, it's just a matter of, having the the resources in terms of people and money to be able to to churn out these features. And, you know, I I wish we could move faster. I really do. But, uh, you know, it's great that we are seeing this stuff pop up. Chris, thanks so much for your time. Is there anything else you want to tell us about Shout Engine or how people can get a hold of you before we wrap it up here? Uh, well, I mean, you can get a hold of me at Chris at shoutengine.com. That's, that's one of the easiest ways. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Hayes Data, and that's H-A-Y-E-S-D-A-T-A. I answer people's questions there all day long. You know, if you've got any inclination to just, you know, if you're just getting into podcasting, come out, try our free account. I mean, there's nothing that, that sticks you to us long term. If you just want to try it out and see if you even like podcasting, that's kind of what I brought the service about to do. 
I wanted to make it so that there wasn't a lot of overhead and you could just jump in, upload a file like you would with a YouTube video and be done. Yeah, that makes total sense. And I appreciate that uh, for, for people who are wanting to get into podcasting. This sounds like a great solution to at least try it out and see how it is for you. And then if you get a little more serious as you go, it sounds like there's options to, to move up in your plans there. So Chris, I appreciate your time and we had to reschedule this once due to a migraine. So uh, I appreciate your flexibility on that. And uh, I just wish you the best with Shout Engine. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time as well. You bet, Chris. Thanks a lot. All right. Take it easy. So there you have it. My conversation with Chris from Shout Engine sounds like a great place for new podcasters to get started, try it out on their free program, see if it's something that might be of interest to you, podcasting in general, that is. I am actually thinking of some other podcast projects that have been banging around in my head, and Shout Engine might be the way to go for me to get that show started at a low cost and see if I get traction on those shows. Just an idea. So that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. I hope this was helpful. And by the way, you are the best. This show is brought to you by Podcast Fast Track, where my team provides professional podcasting services without the time suck. Full production, editing, and show notes all in one monthly subscription package. You can find out more at podcastfasttrack.com. Now go out and make it a podcastificating day. Incredible.